This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Welcome, friend, to our weekly garden party. We hope you brought along your questions because it's time to dish the dirt. On The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. And the sous chef of the garden, Frank Proctor, saying good morning to Charlie and all the rest of you folks tuning in. Good morning, Franklin. Well, here we are. Uh, yeah. I was blinded this morning coming oh, in here. There was this bright yellow thing in the sky. What the heck is that? Yeah, it was just like, whoa, I can't see it so bright. <laughs> That's true. Oh, it's my gosh. So But beautiful. I'm telling you, I'm getting really ticked off at the weather people because <laughs> I'm, I'm glancing. Well, I'm coming in like about 630. I was on the road this morning. Uh-huh. Zero on the oh, thermometer. Seriously? And yeah. Took, oh, you live up well, in the Arctic, I think. Yeah, I was the north end of the uh, Stouffville area. But gosh, it took uh, until I was down uh, about Stouffville Road before I saw one degree show up. Wow. I thought, oh, come on. Come on. It's May, springtime. What? May 11th. Yeah. yeah. And it's. However, however, chilly. look at outside. It's, it's a beautiful blue, looking day. Huh? Very beautiful blue sky. Yeah. yeah. And welcome along to the garden show. But let me, let me give you the phone numbers here. That's my main job. That's exactly is to, right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> make sure you can get through on the lines. And in Toronto, call this number 416 360. 0740. Anywhere in the province, toll free, 1-866-744-740. For those of you uh, who are first-time callers, uh, let Sebastian know when you call in, and then when you get to the airways, you're going to hear that. You get your garden wings. Oh, and our little mantra, uh, don't forget that, call early, call often one question per call, and uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be it. Wow. You can hear me rustling through my papers. I have a lot of papers here today. I have noticed that, yes. <clears throat> well, you know why? Today is a very big day in the plant sale <clears throat> plant sale world. Well, Mother's Day tomorrow, right? That's a good point. Maybe that's why. Part of it is. Get mm-hmm. out there and get your, get your mom something pretty. Well, okay, here's the plant sales that are going on today All right. in southern Ontario. The Scarborough Garden and Hort Society is holding their sale from 9.30, so starting in half an hour to 1 o'clock, at the historic Campbell House Farm. <clears throat> All right, so that's near the Scarborough Village Recreation Centre. The Markham Garden and Hort Society having their plant sale from 9 to 12 at the Markham Village Community Centre, which is 6041 Highway 7 East at Highway 48. The Niagara-on-the-Lake Hort Society is welcoming everyone to their annual plant sale at the Niagara-on-the-Lake Arena in Virgil, so that's 1567 Four Mile Creek Road. Um, the Hort Societies of Parkdale in Toronto, right here in our neighborhood. We could go there after the show from 10 until 2, plant sale at the Roncesvalles United Church, 240 Roncesvalles Avenue, rain or shine, because that's an indoor event, but of course it's beautiful everywhere. There's mm-hmm. no rain. Um, okay, then, I've got another one here, the Innisfil Garden Club, Spring Flower Show and Tea, that's today, at the Churchill Community Center, 6322 Young Street. Everyone is welcome. From noon until 1.30, <clears throat> excuse me, tea and light lunch, served at a cost of $7 a person. And I've found one more in my bag, which is the Port Hope Garden Club. They're hosting a plant sale today, from uh, starting at 8.30, um, and of course they are 
meeting there. Where is it? <laughs> Somewhere. Oh, right. At the fair building on McCall Street in, I assume, Port Hope. Uh, so there you go. There's about five, six different uh, wow. plant sales going on today. And yeah. I think you're right. Probably the timing is something about that. That Because these plant sales that the clubs put on mm-hmm. are typically, sometimes they'll have a little budget and they'll buy some plants to resell. But in many cases, yeah. the vast majority of the plants have been dug out of the members' gardens mm-hmm. and potted up put a little tag in to tell people what it is, get it out there on display, and it's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser for the club. So they can afford to hire people like me to come and speak to them, right? Right. It's a good thing. So get out there and support those plant sales. Uh, the Asian Court Garden Club will be having a meeting this Monday evening at 8 o'clock their, and their first flower show. Are there flowers actually? Yeah, I guess there are. I've got lots of bulbs. So flower shows are where you cut things out of your garden and bring them in. That's at the Knox United Christian Education Center, 2575 Midland at Shepherd. The speaker is Emily Rondell, teaching about gardening for birds, butterflies, and beyond. Very fun group, so feel free to get go and have some fun with them. Hmm. And then I've got, this is the wrong date, it's Monday, May 15th. But there is no Monday, May 15th. It must be Monday, May 13th. 7.30, the Blenheim Hort Society, hosting John Taylor. Uh, and he they meet at the Trinity Anglican Church, 59 Ellen Street in Blenheim. And one more for May 19th, the Greater Toronto Water Gardeners, holding their next meeting at the Banbury Community Centre, 120 Banbury Road in North York. That's next Sunday, May 19th. 12.30 to 3.30, uh, the speaker is Carl Conan. Subject is ornamental grasses, um, and he does work at the Black Forest Garden Center in King City. Have you ever been there? No. Oh, it's no, a I great garden center. Black Forest Garden mm-hmm. Center in King City for anybody who all lives right. up in York Region. We'll check that out. All right. All righty. We've got a whole That's bunch all. of uh, no more. calls to check out, too. Oh, good. Lines are, are loaded at the moment. All the questions are easy today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and we're going to welcome uh, old friend Josephine from Pickering back. She's first uh, off the uh, list here this morning. We'll be talking to her and, and others just in moments from now on Zoomer Radio. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, Charlie, there's a familiar name that mm-hmm. shows up on our monitor. Josephine from Pickering. Good morning. Good morning to the both of you. How good, are you both? Good morning. Great, thank you. Excellent. Beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. The weatherman's been crazy all week, hasn't he? <laughs> I know. What I'm calling about is three deer. Ah, okay. My sister has a beautiful big backyard with a stream running through it. Uh, However, she is visited by three deer, a mama, a papa, and a baby. Oh, boy. However, everything that is growing up is being eaten. I know. What can she do to try to prevent some of this? So is it, this is food, um, plants being eaten now as they're starting to grow, they're getting eaten or was, was damage, or did damage occur over the winter? No, no, no damage during the winter, just the deer. Okay, okay. So, so, I mean, there's, there's long lists of plants on the web for sure, but just keep in mind kind of rule of thumb here. Deer don't like smelly plants. So fragrant plants, they don't like, um, Prickly plants, so, you know, barberry comes to mind, roses, things with thorns, deer don't like. Oh, they like. love roses. Uh, okay, well, you just get some thornier roses. <laughs> 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 um, they don't like furry plants. They, they just 
typically will stay away from plants that have, you know, furry leaves. Right. Um, yeah, poisonous plants, daffodils. They, they sh- no, no animals eat daffodils because they're poisonous. Uh, right. Foxglove. Um, you know, anything that's toxic to. Didn't you recommend some stuff that you spray on the, the oh, good the, point. You know, plant was it plant skid? Yeah, uh, yeah. Has your sister tried Josephine? Um, I really. I, <clears throat> I've got to get a hold of some of this and really do a proper test myself, particularly when I move out to the country. I'm going to have deer as well. Product called Plant Skid. So plant, just like a plant. And then S as in Sam, K as in kite, Y as in yellow, D as in Dobbin, D as in Dobbin. So Plant Skid. Plant Skid. It's a repellent of deer, rabbits, voles, and small critters. It's completely organic. It's effective for up to six months. It was invented, I keep wanting to say in Finland, Finland or Norway, it was invented to protect plants from elk because the elk were chewing all the plants. turns out it works for elk and it keeps a lot of other varmints away from plants as well. It is for sale at any good garden center and you may even find it at, uh, you know, a Canadian Tire Home Depot, I'm not sure, but I know for sure it's a Available at Sheridan Nurseries. I don't think I've ever seen it at Canadian Tire or Home Depot. Yeah, so go to a good garden, garden center. center. Okay, something like or no, tell your sister to it. and yeah. give it a try. It is. It's been, you know, it's very, very well rated and ranked, and the, you know, excellent reviews on it. Uh, or, so you give us our uh, your review if yeah. you would uh, in a couple of weeks' time. And again, definitely because they're already chewing the tops off of her iris, and there's no blooms. Oh, oh goodness! Yeah, okay. she needs to get out there and do some spraying. So you bet. So yeah, and and again, you can check it on the web. And if you go to their website, it'll tell you who sells and where. Okay, okay then. Thanks right. an awful lot. Have a good weekend and a happy Mother's Day. Thank Ooh. you. You too. Thank you. Well. Thank you for the, the nice weekend part. Uh, Mother's was uh, wish was for Charlie. <laughs> hey, uh, let me reach for the bell here. My oh, gosh. Oh, good. That is for Vanessa, first-time caller from Brampton. Good morning, Vanessa. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Charlie. The sun's shining. It's lovely. It sure is. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, I was plant-sitting for a friend, mm-hmm. gave her back her plant, and discovered I've got some little black flying things in my soil. Mm-hmm. And they're spreading now, so I've put two of the pots outside. Um, I've tried beer with a little bit of... <laughs> Open it to see if I can attract them. Waste waste of good beer. Yeah, Yeah, don't do that. Not one I liked. (laughs) Okay, okay. So you know what that is? They look like fruit flies. Yes, they do. And they fly around, and they they're they're actually not doing any typically not doing any damage, but they aren't very nice having things flying around inside the house. Right. They are not fruit flies. They are called fungus gnats. So okay. they're gnats, G-N-A-T, uh, and they eat fungus. So you're right. They're living in the soil because there's fungus in the soil, and that's what they eat. Uh, and they fly around looking for a nice moist place to lay their eggs, which is typically back mm-hmm. into the soil. Right. The eggs hatch, and they're little, tiny, tiny little caterpillars that eat fungus and then grow up to be little flies that fly around to lay more eggs. So here's what you're going to do. Um, putting them outside really ultimately won't kill the fungus gnats. Um, what you want to do is you want to make the environment one in which there's less fungus. Okay. So if you can, water less. 
<clears throat> yes, I haven't watered for two weeks. Okay, good. And and the, you'll find that by drying the soil down between waterings, I'm not saying kill the plants from lack of water, but yeah. allow the soil really to dry down and you will find you'll have less fungus in the soil, therefore fewer gnats. And then the product I've used that works really well, it's not instant, but it does work, is, and again, you find this at a good garden center, as well as I believe the Home Depots and Canadian Tires, it's called Sticky Sticks, made by Safers, so sticky and then S-T-I-X. And it's the bright, it's like flypaper, bright, it's bright yellow, sticky, sticky little sheets of plastic, which comes with a little, um, uh, prongs to put it into. Same idea as those fly things that used to hang from the yeah, ceiling exactly. 40 years ago. Exactly. <laughs> the fungus gnats are attracted to the yellow and they fly into it, they get stuck, they die. And that's a good thing because then they're not laying eggs. Right. So it is a process. It will take a couple of weeks, but eventually if you stay on that routine of you know drying down, having less fungus, and number two, killing the adults by trapping them mm-hmm. into the sticky paper, eventually the fungus gnats will all disappear. All right. Now, I just have one question. It goes along with these little gnats that seem to have <laughs> migrated towards my 12 orchids. Oh. Um, right. Well, it is possible because, again, you know, you do water the orchids on occasion and yeah. they're probably growing in a bark or, or whatever um, yeah. media. So, again, there is potentially fungus as well within whatever that media is. So, okay. same thing. You're going to, it's, it's, um, the, the sticky gizmos will work eventually. It's not going to happen overnight, but you will eliminate the entire population just by watering thoroughly, but less often and getting those sticky things out in every single pot where you suspect you've got fungus gnats. I will go shopping for sticky things. <laughs> very good. <laughs> thank you very much. You're welcome. Oh, thank you, and uh, come on back anytime, okay? Yeah. I will. Thanks. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Well, you know what I was going to say? One other thing I probably should mention, which is um, two things. One is um, Vanessa mentioned she was plant sitting. So when a plant comes into your house, whether it's your friend's plant or a gift plant mm-hmm. or an impulsive purchase on your part, always, always quarantine. Isolate oh. new plants. Don't assume that they're perfect and that they can just join all the little brothers and sisters that you've got on your window ledge. Isolate, quarantine, make sure that the new plant is healthy. Give it at least a week alone and keep an eye on it before it's, you bring it's like it into the family. It's like a kid with measles coming to the That's house. That's right. Whoa. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And I, I guess and the other thing is you will know fungus gnats by banging the side of the pot. They will all rise up in a cloud. Right. So even right now, Vanessa could go to each of her pots, bang them, and separate out who's got gnats and who doesn't, and right away beginning today, separate those that are infested and good, those that aren't. Good idea. Okay. okay. Uh, you know what? I'm glancing at the monitor uh-huh. here, and we have to take a little bit of a break. Coming back for another first-time nice. caller, Joan there in Hamilton will be uh, letting her join the show in just a couple of moments here on Zoomer Radio. Fur and feathers and bugs of all size. There's more going on in the garden than you realize. Should small creatures become a big problem, then you've got The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Well, my friends, thank you for joining Charlie and myself, Frank Proctor, here on a gorgeous Saturday morning. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we welcome, as I indicated earlier, a, n- a new caller, a first-time caller, yes. Joan from Hamilton. There All right. you go. You have your wings. <laughs> welcome. Good morning. Oh, hello. Good morning. Um, I-, I wanted you to know how much I enjoy your show. Thank you. It's just great. And... Happy Mother's Day, Charlie. Thank you very much. Uh, the question I have is about my Easter lily. 
Uh-huh. It's lost its flowers. Now what do I do with it? Mm. And can I plant it outside? You can. You can. Just keep it alive. Of course, the flowers are finished. So just with a little pair of scissors, cut off that, that spent flower, but leave the stem, leave the green leaves, and grow it as a, as a house plant. Until we're frost free. Now, when is that going to be? It might yeah. be July, the way things are going. But at some point, we're going to feel confident there's no more frost in the forecast. And at that point, you can take the plant outside. Continue to just water as required. Don't water too often because otherwise the bulb will rot. Eventually, all those green leaves will start to turn yellow. The plant will start to disappear and die down. And at that point, once it's dormant, I would plant it out into a sunny, well-drained spot in the garden, and it will come up again next. It won't come up for Easter. Those are tricked and forced to grow for Easter. It's more likely to grow and flower in your garden in roughly June next year. Oh, so I, I plant it. Now in the garden. You can, but I would just wait I wait until it's a little warmer. The garden, is, the weather's still a little too cold. Right, and it can stay out all winter. Oh, yep. It's a, those lilies are very tough. Oh, great. <laughs> okay. okay, thank you very much. You're very Thanks welcome. Thanks for joining us, Joan. Uh, welcome back all the time. Thanks for calling, and don't be a stranger. Uh, that's Joan from Hamilton, and gee, one of your neighbors, Barbara, is on the line right now. Good morning, uh, Barbara. Is it me you that, want to talk that to? That is exactly I'm right. To you, you yeah, that's we're right. talking to you, and you're talking to us. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, it's the regular little pest. I'm back again uh, because okay. I'd like to know if I I have a succulent plant, uh-huh. and it was given to me by a friend, and I'd like to put it outside. Sure, I hear you can. Of course, and, for the summer. Um, like, when would I do this, and where? Like, is it a, uh, does it need a lot of sun? Ultra- or? Yeah. Okay, so think about where, what you would give it inside. You would give it the sunniest spot in your house. Right. And you would only water when it absolutely required water, if you kept it indoors. Putting it outside right. is fine. and be very happy to be out for the summer. Start in oh, a shady yeah, that was I was wondering if I had to bring it in in the fall again. Yep, yep, it will you die. Do? Yep, it oh, will not survive right. the winter. It is succulents. Think... They're typically tropical plants from the, you know, the latitude of the tropics. So, okay. but it, you know, started in a shady spot. Wait, I would wait at least another week or two. Go outside into the shade for a. 10 days or so, and then slowly bring it out into a brighter, sunnier location on the deck or the patio, wherever. And of course, leave it in a pot. Don't plant it in the ground. Uh, and okay. enjoy it as, as, and it will love the sun. It will be a very happy plant. You will fertilize. You should fertilize. It's spring. All the plants would love some fertilizer and that will encourage okay. more growth and then bring it in uh, by the end of August. And you say I can put the poinsettia out. Yep. Now when? Same thing. Wait a couple of weeks and then start okay. start in the shade. And with the poinsettia, you never want to go into full sun. You want to go into a place where morning sun, afternoon shade. Okay. I probably won't have to bug you again for a while. <laughs> oh, I, okay. there'll be something, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank anytime. you, Charlie. Okay. And thank have you. Have a good day. Thank you. You All too. Right. Enjoy the sun. Bye-bye, Barbara. <laughs> uh, uh, let me see here. Oh, we're off to Oakville to say hi to Suzanne. Good morning, Suzanne. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good morning. Uh, this is my first time I'm calling in to your program. Oh, oh really? Oh, Just a minute. Wait a minute. Um, Will you get the bell? Are. You've got <laughs> Oh, yes, the bell. <laughs> Is it coming? It, oh, well, I'll give it to you again. 
There, it is. there you go. Oh, I heard it. Now, thank you so much for that. Uh, now, Charlie yes. and Frank, I recently purchased uh, Hydrangea, mm-hmm. and its name is called Rhapsody. What caught my eye was the, um, the green flowers. Okay. Beautiful. Right now, it's sitting on the windowsill of my kitchen. So it's getting uh, plenty of light. There are new um, growths uh, appearing on each of the four, five stems. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know when it would be safe enough for me to plant it outside. So I have a question. Yes. When you bought it, was it inside the store when you bought it or outside? It was inside the store. You know, mm-hmm. the Sobeys and these places sell uh, plants. Okay. Yeah. All right. Inside the, the, the store. Okay. So the reason I ask is yeah. because <sighs> this time of year it's always a bit tricky, but yeah. the because we're still not frost free stores are pl- taking plants uh inside at night and putting them outside during the day and back and forth i mean i was in costco yesterday there's plants inside the store you know plants that are ultimately supposed to be outside or inside just cuz it's been so chilly uh-huh. uh, so that's why i asked so uh okay so rhapsody is uh, very considered a pretty new plant. Celery green flowers. Yeah, that's what caught my eye. Age to a deep red. Um, and you are calling from Oakville. Yeah. So it is a plant that ultimately should be outside. Uh, it is going to be a little bit borderline hardy though. Um, so you're going to have to come up with a location when you plant it outside where it is protected from the north and the west wind. Oh gosh. Do you have a spot where yeah, you Yeah, can- the, the back of our, um, <clears throat> Well, our home is virtually a forest, really. Oh, nice. <laughs> but there is some sunshine, you know, coming through the uh, the boughs. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, yeah, so that's would fine. You recommend a southeast. Yes, that would be optimal, or even just east. Yeah, that way, you okay. get that morning sun, and you've got because hydrangeas like some brightness. Bright is good. They don't need like full all day sun by any means. Okay, but they do. They're called hydrangea for a reason. They love water. Water. So, that. <laughs> yeah, so when we put them in a in a situation where they're facing south, they get yeah. so much sun that they end up um, looking pretty peaked by the end of a hot day. Uh-huh. Um, so that's why I prefer, if you can, yeah, south is southeast is fine, but just straight east is good as well. And okay. it should be a lovely plant. I mean, it looks really, really interesting when I'm just looked it up here. Those yeah. green, green flowers are going to turn red ultimately. They will. <laughs> oh, I, oh, yeah, well, I found it in an advertisement about flowers. Oh, yeah. The name of it, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I didn't know what it was called. Right, and uh, well, oh, it's, nice. it's so lovely, and it's going to get as much as um, you know, three feet by three feet. So make sure you plant it. Just repeat the name for the rest of the. Oh. So well, it's hydrangea, but yeah. it's called Rhapsody. Rhapsody, Rhapsody what uh, a lovely name! Yeah, beautiful, very, so very nice. Recommend uh, uh, southeast mm-hmm. rather than just south. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll find a spot in the front. All right. Very good. Well, we report you back so much on for that. Your advice, oh, you're very welcome. <laughs> have have a great day, Suzanne. Thank you for joining us here on a good looking Saturday morning. And this is the Saturday morning for first time callers, I guess. Uh, My God, first time callers. Yeah, show. let me reach you again for the bell. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hey, that's Ooh, for you're Cam. Getting your exercise, <laughs> Cam in Mississauga. Good welcome. morning, Cam. Yeah. Good morning, Frank. Good morning, uh, Charlie. Good morning. Uh, just a quick question. I'm having difficulty uh, germinating grass seed. Oh. Is it too cold? No, 
Uh, well, sorry, it, it is a bit cold, so the grass seed is waiting until conditions are optimal. Uh, so remember, the soil is still cold. The air temperature is still cold. Uh, we've had a lot of gray days, no shortage of water. Mm. So it's just, uh, and as long as you are not trying to grow on a slope where the grass seed could have washed down, if you're trying to grow seed on a level surface, remain patient. It, it will come. <laughs> the seed will germinate eventually. It's just waiting for better conditions. Yeah, if the birds don't eat it all, that's the other problem. That's the other thing. So yeah, yeah, I always like to sprinkle a little soil before I put my grass seed down, and then I use a rake and I do a light raking and hopefully cover up some of the seed. Yeah, uh, all the rain we've been getting has been washing out all out. That's not a lot of help, is it? No, yeah. well, no. but it's, I mean, better the rain than having to be out with a sprinkler every day. I mean, the <laughs> seed needs needs that moisture, but certainly the temperatures have not been optimal for seed growth. So yeah, just re- remain, um, yeah, keep an eye. I think you'll find it'll come up... It just just need a few more days like today, and it'll be up very quickly. That's what I thought. Well, thanks very much for your uh, response. You're very welcome. Thanks, Cam. Thank you for calling, and don't be a stranger. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, here we are, uh, broadcasting live and direct from the Zoomerplex in Liberty Village, and it's a sunshiny morning in we're in a sunshiny mood. Let's sunshiny morning. <laughs> yeah. I love the way you say yeah. that. <laughs> well, we have Lorraine on the line from Cambridge. Good. How are things in Cambridge, Lorraine? Lovely and bright and sunny and crisp. Good. Yeah, and crisp, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I called because I had heard about you saying about trimming back evergreens to encourage growth at the bottom by trimming the top. Mm-hmm. Will that work on a juniper? So it's an upright juniper, like a pyramidal-shaped juniper? No, no. no. It's one of those ones that are like fronds. I have a feeling that's not going to work. So it's, okay, so junipers typically have one of two modes of growth. One is they're spreading plants, and the other is they're upright plants. They're spreading. So this is a spreading. But it's old. Is it like 30 or 40 years old? Yes. Yeah. So you've got bare stuff underneath. Yes. No, it's, well, you know what, why it won't, well, I mean, it sort of would work, but it won't really work because all that top growth is shading the lower part of the plant. So the lower part of the plant is not getting much sun, so that you're not getting a lot of growth there. And if you trim off the top, you ruin the look of the... Yeah, I mean, you you can do some tips, wait a while, they'll wait another month or so, but you can do a little tip cutting back, that's the optimal time to trim junipers. Some oh. people shear them, like they get out a head shears and turn them into a ball or a globe mm. or something avoid that if you can allow the plant to be its natural shape but when the fronds are really starting to grow which they will in the next month or so is an excellent time to get in there and do some cutting back and you cut back in such a way that the new growth covers the the cuts that you've made so you don't see those those pruning points um, because that new growth will cover it and and you may find that will depending on the health of the plant that may encourage some new growth at down okay, the now the other thing is, this is not a new question, but I asked about um, live oaks, and I wasn't able to listen to the to your reply. Like okay, so back. you know what I learned? I learned that live oak, I know it's a crazy term, it's just the common term for, I wonder if I wrote this down, because I looked it up. It, it, yeah, you hear that all the time in the South, Yes, live oaks, and they are just, that's just the, that's the common Sort of term for what is just an oak tree. Now, oh, they're live oak Carolinas. Yeah, exactly. I've got you called on April 6th. I didn't write down the answer. So, you know what? I'll look it up again. But it, it, yeah, exactly what, it's not an oak that we grow here. I know that much. So uh, I can let you know. But yeah, it's just, that's the common name in that part of the world in South Carolina, Georgia. Thanks very much. You're very welcome. Thank you for calling. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, did you want me to go Gee, back? Grincy. Hmm? I was going to say something else, and now we got going on that, and I, uh, I'm trying to remember what the definition was, because I, I do remember you saying I know, it. exactly. Hmm. Live oak tree. Look, so while Charlie uh, scours <laughs> the internet, <laughs> let, me, let me say we've got to take a break anyway, so well, that's, that's a good thing. Give, okay. give her mind a moment to cool down. You've been, you've been uh, really... Steam's a, coming out of yeah, my ears. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll be back to say hi to Anne in Newmarket. Lines are open, by the way, at uh, 416... Three six zero zero seven forty that in Toronto, and then anywhere in the province, toll free one eight six six seven forty four seven forty. And Charlie, you've had some luck, have you? I have. Oh, okay. Yeah, you want to hear this? Yeah, sure. Okay, so why do they call it a live oak? The live oak proper name is Quercus virginiana, is named live because it's an evergreen oak. So it does not drop its leaves. It always it. Uh, uh, it does rather than, yeah, right. So most oaks drop their leaves and then grow new ones. Quercus virginiana does not. So it's called a live oak because it's an evergreen oak. It's kind of quirky. Yeah, there yeah. you go. All righty. Back in a moment here on The Garden Show with Charlie <laughs> Dubman. Daffodils and daisies, bluebells and begonias, forsythia and foxgloves, marigolds, magnolia, lavender and lupins, dahlias, delphiniums, stalks, fox, hollyhocks, tulips and sweet williams. You've picked the right place for everything floral. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. All righty, my friends. Here we go. Back to the phone lines in The Garden Show. And from Newmarket, we welcome Anne to the show. Good morning, Anne. Good morning, Charlie and Frank. Good morning. Happy Mother's Day, Charlie. Thank you very much. Um, I'm phoning for, um, I have a chain link fence in the back. Uh-huh. And my backyard faces the west. Okay. I'm looking for something to grow easy and fast. <laughs> For privacy. And do you look, are you looking for something that would be a vine that would just grow during the summer and then it would not be there in the winter? Or are you looking for something more 12 months out of the year? 12 months out of the year, I'll take it. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, uh, the most obvious one that people will very commonly use is a cedar hedge. They mm-hmm. do very well along, um, chain link fences. It's funny where I live, my house, my whole backyard used to be surrounded by chain link. And over the years, we've replaced different pieces with wood. Yes. But but my one neighbor had a cedar hedge. And at first, for the first like 10 years that I lived there, I used to always trim the cedar back to the hedge. And so I had the privacy of their cedar on their side, but I had the Shane Link showing on my side. And then one year, like a light bulb went off in my head and I went, I don't have to trim it right back to the hedge, uh, to the fence. I can leave it growing through the fence and it looks like I've got a beautiful cedar hedge and you don't even see the, the ugly, you know, um, chain link. Chain link. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, they do very, very well in that situation. Cedars on your side. And of course you want to plant it at least, you know, two feet away right. and allow it to grow. And this is the best time of year. You can get very inexpensive, what we call bare root cedar okay. at this time of year. Uh, and where you are in Newmarket, I know for sure there'll be some nurseries around you that will have bare root cedar for sale. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, you can get them, you know, three, four feet high, right. but, the day you buy them, you plant them. Like you have to be ready to okay. plant them. There's no soil on the roots. There's no pot. And they're, the price is, is right because each plant is usually only, you know, five, six, ten dollars at the most. But you get them, you get your trench dug in advance, good soil on hand, plant those in there on 
18 inches apart, 24 inches apart, and you've got an instant, instant cedar hedge. Oh, good. Thank you. And I was one, I was going to give you the last caller there that phoned for the deers. That oh, yeah. Remember that recipe you had where it's two part water, two eggs, two milk? That's right. Oh, and, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. And soap and um, oil, that was for to keep the deers away. That's a good point. She and is. I, you're I, right. I, I yeah. do have it here. Do you I remember th- that one? I do. I think I've got a post-it note where that one is. <laughs> okay. I'm just... I thought I'd be some help. Thank, Thank you. I appreciate that. You have it, thanks, <laughs> thanks so much for jogging both our memories. <laughs> Golly. Well, yeah. and, and even you jogged my memory on the, the product, plant the plant skin, skin yeah. product. Well, it's one of those mornings, you know, you can't keep everything I going know. on in your noggin. Just... For gosh sakes. I am so distracted, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, let's let's have a little trip to uh, an old stomping ground of mine, St. Catharines. There's Shelly. Good morning, Shelly. Good morning. What a beautiful, sunshiny day. You so happy it. to see that golden <laughs> orb in the blue sky. Like, what is it? I know. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I have a begonia that I uh, wintered over, mm-hmm. um, let it dry down, and, you know, yeah. planted the tuber and everything, and, and it, it grew. It was about... Oh, maybe 10 inches long, uh, maybe a good half an inch in diameter for the, uh, the growth that was coming up. Right. And when we had that beautiful warm rain, I put it outside to let Mother Nature water it. <laughs> yes, you forgot about it. Yep. No, 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 I didn't forget <laughs> oh, oh, about okay, it. Okay, but I think I had a squirrel or something oh. that was very interested in it <laughs> because it snapped off oh, the cool. tuber. And well, I want to know, do I take that out? So it snapped off. Or do off. I leave it in and will it regrow? So it, snapped, so it snapped off the growth that had started to emerge from the tuber? Yes. The little it bit of green? Right clean yeah. off it. I know, those squirrels. So, yeah. okay, so you've brought it in. It's in back on the window ledge. Uh, yep. Has it? Have you seen any new growth emerge in the last two weeks since it I came have, in? The only, this only just happened this week, hon. Oh, okay. You yeah. know what? Just don't water it because it'd be very easy to rot the tuber. Uh, yes. it, no, it's I'm not watering it. it. Just get it warm spot. The warmer spot, the uh, warm as in <clears throat> window ledge. Next to a heat duct? Yeah, next to a heat duct. Of course, you don't want it hot air blowing on it. But warmth will uh, speed up the, it, new growth emerging from that tuber. It's okay. fine. Okay, I didn't uh, know if any yeah. any more growth would come yeah, from it, it this should. year or it if it was like one time and that's yeah. it. No, no, it should still have lots of stored energy within that tuber. So it started and then it got broken off. It should continue. Continue. More should emerge. Okay. But li- like I said, a right. little bit of warmth is, from below. Thank you so very much. You're very welcome. Okay. Have, have a great day, Shelley. Thank you very much for calling. Uh, nice to have you with us on this Saturday morning. And a spot where we, we would normally head, uh, we're going to go to High Park in just a couple of moments. Uh, but normally, we, you and I, uh, Charlie, would head over to High Park to Grenadier <laughs> Restaurant. Not at this time of year. Not, no, no. <laughs> the cherry blossoms are out. And the place is packed. So. I know. And they made it a car-free yeah. zone at one point. Yeah. I don't know if it still is. But, but for us to walk all that way would take a while. Yeah. But we'll join Jean, <laughs> who lives in High yeah, Park. Interesting. Uh, and have a chat with her in just moments here on The Garden Show. Don't change stations just because the weather changes. Garden tips and advice all year round. This is The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin, exclusively on Zoomer Radio. Now, we're joking to just take a break before we go to High Park. You found that uh, recipe, recipe, right? It was a Sean James recipe that okay. he shared with us. So, Josephine, I know you're still listening. <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> Tickle. 
two eggs, two cups of milk, two tablespoons olive oil, and a dash of dish soap. All of this, and then to that, we add two liters of water and some cayenne pepper (coughs) and spray any plants that are being chewed by deer to the dripping point, and it will last for up to a month on the plants, and the deer will stop eating. Well, how about that? It's a deer repellent. Eggs, milk, olive oil, dish soap, two liters of water, cayenne pepper. All righty. Good. Thanks for finding that. (laughs) And thanks Uh, for reminding me. Jean in High Park. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I have a couple plum trees. Mm -hmm. It's not too late spray. Uh, Are they growing? blooming. They are blooming? It's start. Just open up the buds a little bit. Yeah. Tiny bit. No, you cannot spray fruit trees when they're blooming. Even just a tiny bit. Oh. It's against the law. Oh, I see. Because anything you're going to spray with is an insecticide. And right now, the insects are buzzing around all those flowers as they're starting to open. And your insecticide will kill the bees. It's called the Bee Act. And it says that it's illegal to spray any fruit trees when they're blooming. I see. Okay, so wait. Just wait till they're finished blooming. And then you can spray after the blooms are done. After bloom. Yeah. Okay. Well, are they going to have fruit? Lots of fruit. Uh, they will if, well, if the insects can so get beautiful. to them. They have yeah. lots of bugs. Excellent. Good oh, for you, lovely. Jean. Lovely. Thank you. We'll be dropping by in a couple of weeks, months to uh, check out your plums. <laughs> okay. Yes. Well, <laughs> let me uh, check out the, the bell again here. My golly, I'm busy, busy, you busy. You are. My goodness. Sandra in Bellwood, Ontario. Good morning. <clears throat> Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, I'm phoning about the Anoch lavender. It's the first time I've ever mm-hmm. bought it. They were in pots, and I was wondering, like, is it as strong of a lavender as the other lavenders? Like, it seems to be a new lavender out, is it? Yeah, it's it's actually not that new, but it is very pretty. And it is, um, it, I'm pretty sure it originally came from Spain. So just oh. like any lavender, if you run your hands over it, you'll get that lovely aroma. Okay. However, it is not a perennial plant. It is an annual lavender. Okay, so in, I didn't know. Yeah, so oh. enjoy it for the like it'll bloom very beautifully in a sunny spot all yeah. summer, but recognize so don't put it in the ground. Exactly. I would put it into a pot or a, you know, mixed container garden or even in the ground, but just know in your heart of hearts it will not be there next year. Oh, darn. Okay. So what, what lavender do you buy that is perennial? Um, well, in, in uh, you're in Bellwood, so going to a good garden center, go to the perennial section, and depending on, there are different lavenders out there. One is called Hidcot, so H-I-D-C-O-T-E, Hidcot, uh, and it's typically lavender. It's an angustifolia is the actual species. So lavender, okay. the proper name is lavender. What is it, Hipcot? Yeah, Hidcot. Oh, Hid. Yeah, H-I-D-C-O-T-E. Um, Hidcoat, Hidcoat Blue is a perennial. There's a, there's a few, a number of them out there. Some of them are absolutely excellent, um, for color and bloom and hardiness and all that important stuff. Oh. Lots of sun, well-drained soil. Um, yeah. but that Anuk one, I love it, but it just doesn't, doesn't survive. Okay. So I'll just leave it in a big, uh, well, I got a, a couple of them, so I have a big, Oh, I don't know what to call it. Top, a big tub. I'll put yeah. it up there and just put it in the sun, right? That's right. And take little clippings if you want. You can make a little potpourri. You can make sachets. You can do with oh, that yeah. just what you would do with any lavender. But uh, but it just won't be there next year. 
Okay. Well, that's okay. But, uh, yeah, if I knew that, I wouldn't have bought the darn things. Man, I love them. They're beautiful. So, yeah. yeah, I wanted something to put in the ground to have for, you know. Forever and ever. Perennial, yeah. yeah. But anyway, I'll go buy some more. Okay, Good for you. Off you go. You're okay, Happy Shannon. Mother's Day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we start out the show every every Saturday morning with a little mantra, call early, call often, one question per call. And if you, you know, want to call back again by all means, and by golly, I think it's happening. Uh, there it is. Lorraine right. in Cambridge, is this the same Lorraine who called earlier? It is. Well, there you this are. Our, Good for you. live Oak Lorraine. Yes. <laughs> now, um, this is a strange question. On the front cover of the Zoomer magazine, with Corey Hart's on the front. Um, in, uh, on page 19, it's a picture of a garden, Ontario, with a, a garden showing there. And in the back, um, there's a tree of some sort with tricolor green and peach. Oh. Um, foliage. I was wondering if you could find that and see what it is. Now, that could be an indoor garden, and it could be no. not something I can't grow, but if, if you could, you know... Okay. I, I, I'll find that magazine and let you know for sure, but you know what it probably is, if you wanted to just look this up? It's yes. probably something called a tri-color beach. 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 B as in Bob. Oh, beach. E, oh, okay. Yeah, E-E-C-H. It could be that. The other very commonly grown, tri-colored, very pretty plant is a willow. Um, and it's, gosh. That's not so I, good. I, I'm trying to remember the proper name on that. Very it is a tri- looking. Yeah, okay, so it might be the willow. And I'm going to have trouble right, remembering well, the actual name. All right, yeah, look that up. Either Willow or Beach. Just Google tricolor Willow, tricolor Beach. Either okay. very pretty plants. Yeah, thank really you. ornamental. Yes. Good questions. Well, you got some really good questions there, Lorraine. You're going to get the question of the <laughs> <Yeah>. day <laughs> award or something. I the garden. <laughs> question of the week award. <laughs> thank you so much, Lorraine. Bye-bye now. Thanks okay, for have, calling. Have a good weekend. And in, in case it applies, happy Mother's Day to you yeah. as well. And, and unfortunately, the weather for tomorrow, Mother's Day, does not look that sparkling. No, at last, last report anyway. Uh, so it'll be a good day to just stay in bed and yeah. let the family bring <laughs> yeah. breakfast and lunch well, exactly. and dinner and just like, you know exactly <laughs> golly Do you I'll be, uh, be a Dr. Zeus character I'm looking forward actually to hearing from Maud uh, who is the Sunday night cleaning lady uh, <laughs> who often just bursts in on the BBS and the big band Sunday night oh, she was all excited last week because her son Willard was taking all the empty beer bottles back and with every cash in bottle he was going to spend every cent he said on on Maud his mother's oh, mother. uh, uh, present for Mother's Day Mother's Day so, so we'll have to find out what you know, what what transpired? Oh, there. so you'll find that out against tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, yeah. Right. yeah. Just, he oh, will God. have given her looking, the gift. I'm by then. looking forward to that. <laughs> <laughs> Meantime, hey, it's been fun today. A lot of really interesting questions. I know it's great. You can tell it's May. And yeah. Speaking of which, I've neglected to mention this. Um, my birthday was back in April. And for my birthday, my daughter made me a website. Oh, yeah. So just in case anybody wants to Google Charlie Dobbin, and she was very clever. So it's charliedobbin.com.ca. Um, you know, org. She did them all. She's wow. grabbed every single domain name out there. So Charlie Dobbin now has a website, which I haven't had up until this last month. So it's, it's pretty fun. It is obviously still in development, but it's, um, it's been fun for her and fun for me as well. Well, there you go. And by the way, Dobbin is spelled D O B B. 
I N. That's right. Right. That's okay. correct. And she's something. actually coming with me on a on a consultation today, so she can get a better sense of what it is I do, so she can make that website even better. Good for Sydney. I know Excellent. she's great. So thank you, Sydney. Thanks, Frank. Uh, so you're busy, I guess. This uh, yes, I'll be back today. at one o'clock till three mm-hmm. thirty with all sorts of great music and good tidbits of this, that, and the other about what's on in the city. Yeah. You know, good for you. Thank you, Sebastian. Couldn't do any of this without his help. And I, the gentleman behind us, the the cars, the engines Dave's are revving. Car and garage are revving I can already. Hear <laughs> them from through our soundproof <laughs> yeah. door. So stay tuned for what's going on in the world of cars coming up right after us. And we'll see you all again next week. This has been an exclusive podcast of The Garden Show with Charlie Dobbin. Heard every Saturday morning at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.